Jack and Mel weigh in. Bingo Round! Hey! hey. Hi, I'm Jack Aaron Stoops, joined by my brother Mel Brown, and we are uh, lucky to have Andy Burries with us again. How are you keeping, brother? Not too bad, mate. I'm actually quite happy to be back on the show. Always good crack. Hi, uh, how's the uh, podcast going for yourselves? Give it a shout out there and let people know where they can find the uh, wonderful content. Yeah, well, we have obviously not another fight cast, myself and Mr. PC underscore comedy, Phil Campbell. Um, one of probably one of the best commentators that uh, Great Britain and Ireland has to offer and an international man of mystery with Brave FC. Uh, the podcast going really, really well. I have some brilliant guests lined up. I'm not going to give out too much, but we do have my brother Johnny on um, this week. So if you have any shout-outs or any questions for Johnny, I have legitimately got about 15 questions already. People send them through for Johnny, so it's quite good. If you have any, give us a wee shout, but please also go like, subscribe and share on Not Another Fightcast on all the socials. To those who don't know, Johnny is, um, he's an OG of, of Northern Irish and Irish MMA. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a brown belt in... A brown belt in BJJ Brazil, with uh, Gracie Barra, um, which probably means, in my opinion, he'd probably be a black belt most other places because it is notoriously difficult to move up the belts in there. But I suppose it stands him in good stead too, eventually when he will get his black belt at some point in his life, I'm sure. Be a good feeling, lifting that old... Yeah. Black belt around your waist, mm. something that I, I aspire to do one day. Um, how's you, Mel? Good, and just getting over the coronavirus and survived uh, Storm Kira or Kiara or Korea. It's not over yet, no. is it not? Oh no. my god, it's never over in my it's house. That's true, <laughs> yeah. battling down the hatches 24 7. Mm. So, um, obviously, the, the big thing to talk about is going to be UFC 247. So, today we're going to break down UFC 247, um, and then we're going to uh, talk about bits and pieces of the news that we're about this week, and then get on to uh, the next fight night, which is uh, UFC Fight Night 167, which is happening on a Saturday. So, um, I suppose we'll start with the news, and then we'll get into UFC 247. So, uh, the UFC are working on Poirier versus Diaz. Hell yeah. Good fight. At welterweight or at lightweight? I don't know. I would presume welterweight. Yeah, um, I don't see Nate cutting anymore. I think he's... <coughs> he obviously has no intention of doing a run for a title. So no. may as well just do it at welterweight. Yeah, I think Poirier smashes him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would think so. Or is, wel- is welterweight just too big for Poirier? Have you seen him recently? Yeah, I suppose he I mean, is He getting, looks properly big. Getting big. Yeah, I just... Don't know. Five rounds could be interesting. I don't think that goes five rounds. No, no. It's the sort of the only way I could imagine Diaz winning. Is yeah, like weathering the storm and then taking him into deep waters. But mm. I've never had Dustin's never had any cardio issues. So no, and him and the Gagey fight as well. I think will be similar. Obviously, missing yeah. dramatically large amounts of leg kicks, but I think it will pan out similarly to that. I think Poirier absolutely batters him. He's only ever really struggled with like big hitters as well. Yeah, like, Connor. But yeah. that was a lot lower weight. I see. That was that was at forty five. Michael yeah. Johnson got him. Was that at lightweight? Yeah, yeah. the Johnson fight. I actually just rewatched that the other day. Oddly enough, and um, Diaz just doesn't have that. He doesn't no. have that knockout one yeah. punch power. But then also, Poirier Khabib was the other one. But uh, you can't argue with Khabib no matter where. No, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd have Dustin taken that probably early. I just I've said it. M- Many times on this podcast, but I just think if you take Nate's personality out, he is a high level gatekeeper. Most likely, yeah. I mean, he, 
I mean, look, he is very skilled, and you can't describe. You know, he's had some great wins, but I think overall, you know, he still lost what 12, 13, 14 fights. Mm. His talent is undeniable, but it's. I mean, you're looking now. Where's he going to go? He said he's never going to make it run for the title. He's not getting anywhere at welterweight. I hate to say it, but the only fight really for him is Connor. Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah, probably. Um, and but, it, it, it's not going to happen either. Well, Nate's problem is that Connor doesn't need him now. No, it's always there. It's like the ultimate fallback fight. Mm. If Connor's to lose tomorrow, tomorrow, or his next fight against, well, it sounds like it's going to be against the Habib Tony winner. Um, which, which I expect means, to be Habib, which means I expect Habib two, which goes the same way. It goes hundred with Khabib goes exactly yeah. the same way. Although I don't think the Tony Ferguson Khabib is a foregone conclusion. No, not at all. And if I was Tony Ferguson, I'd be a bit pissed at Dana White, who's essentially already talking about Connor Habib too. Yeah. I, I the uh, I do favour Habib versus I, Tony. Yeah, I favour Habib against anybody. Anyone, yeah. But there was an interesting I don't really like to plug anybody else's show, but it is Joe Rogan. Um the Josh Thompson was on yep. Joe Rogan. Yeah, watched it. It was good. It was very, very good. But did you hear what he said about Tony Ferguson? He just said, like, literally, Tony Ferguson has the biggest hands of a human yeah, being. Yeah, he said, like, just <laughs> grabs a hold of a wrist. Of the and wrist, just, that's and he dead. couldn't remove his wrist. But he also said that Khabib, that he, Khabib could suffer from this problem too, especially if he sits in his guard. He, he used the term, he opened up Mercedes cuts, and he was talking about the shape of the cut on his forehead due to the elbows when he was folding over the top while holding onto the wrist. Khabib could that. follow that model as well plus Khabib doesn't have hair he yep. has a well he's short hair very very yeah, short yeah. like a buzz cut sort of haircut and that will not absorb any of that no. and if he ends up lacerated when was the last time you saw Khabib really cut in the UFC you haven't this is the bit I where mean, he, you know he kind of needs to get that Angela Hill afro on the rip yeah like the Frankie Edgar one. Oh, that was that was awful yeah. I like I really really like Frankie but when I saw that I was like dude you could definitely cut the 125 you shaved that off hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, predictions for the fight. Then I suppose you sort of half gave them. But what would your official prediction be, early uh, like uh, the initial onset of the fight? I think Poye absolutely batters him and stops him either late first, or early second. I've gone to see him. Yeah, Poye's just a, a more modern fighter. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The question is just whether or not he would have the the pop. Um, to I think he would to end to end Diaz. Mm. I think if. Diaz well, Masvidal didn't do it but he was slapping him around he was slapping him around but what I I'm think if that, he didn't, a, he if didn't that had a end. kept going I think the doctor was the saviour there for him yeah. I don't like, think he was going to knock him out because I mean the only person I can remember knocking Diaz out is Josh, Josh Thompson, Thompson. so you're I think it's just going to be a battering and a stoppage I think Diaz's chin at some point has to go though mm-hmm. it's like if, I, if they did if they booked Connor Diaz 3 next yeah. I think Connor would probably get rid of him fairly handily now mm. so uh overeeman harris has been confirmed again we actually talked about this uh, in response to a listener question that we had um last week and we sort of said this was the right fight and then it was announced you're going yes so um makes sense for everyone involved yeah it does now I, although what i will say is i'm surprised alistair's coming back that quick That's really quickly from Rosenstruck unless he's just fighting out whatever's left on his contract I don't know his contract is massive seems yeah. like the third highest paid guy in the UFC yeah I can see why I oh can, yeah I, can definitely I mean see he's why, got the credentials and I'm, he's been there I'm hoping that 
it doesn't last very much longer for him because <clears throat> I, I don't think he needs to take the punishment. I just think it's really like how quickly could that plastic surgery settle? Mm. On, well, you know, must we, be horse meat. Must be. Horse meat. Mm-hmm. We were actually talking on Twitter last night to a guy, um, Boiler Repair at Boiler uh, Juder 007 or 007. Uh, we were talking about John Jones at Heavyweight, which we'll get to later on. We'll talk about John Jones in depth later. Um, but he actually said that the Ream would make a you know a good first fight for John Jones if he was going to go into heavyweight. And I sort of thought about it and I was like, yeah, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's a fucking great first Massive fight. Massive name, big mm-hmm. name, yeah. probably on the more beatable side than some of the other top guys, but still a big enough name that you know if he came out and knocked out. Over him or wrestle fucked him. You're going, oh shit. Yeah, that that would be a legitimate t- standing test. I know. Obviously, we talked about this in our last podcast as well, both Phil and I, um, about John Jones's interview with Ariel Hilwani. He says he believed that uh, he could beat Stipe now. I'm just not sure about it. We will we'll we'll talk about John Jones at heavyweight at the end of the podcast, and we'll come back to that. But mm. I I disagree with that. I think, um, but we will we will talk about that at length shortly. Um, Overeem Harris is an interesting one. Obviously, rankings wise makes sense. Overeem just coming off that loss. Overeem kind of needs to get a win here, really. Um, because if he doesn't, I mean, what you know, what do you do? Like he's in a he's in a weird spot, and his. Uh, online documentary he's releasing he essentially said that he's treating the Rosenstrike fight like a win and he's just moving on from it there is a small child screaming yeah, I just, can hear it through my headphones it's a bit horrifying yeah. can you hear that? no maybe yeah. it's just you is oh yeah, I can hear it now. I can no, 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 no. I can definitely hear it now. I can definitely hear it now. Every time I go to sleep, I just hear the screams <laughs> of children. It's like a Japanese horror. Bam, raining down. How do you think the fight goes, Andy? Uh, I want Overeem to win, and I think he definitely can do it. I think he can beat Wild Harris. I would definitely agree with that. I think if he can't beat Walt Harris, it's time to go. Well, we we always say this in the podcast. We joke about it. We're like, we never like to tell fighters when to retire, and then we always follow it up with, "But that guy well, should you need retire." To retire. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you're probably not far wrong. I think if he doesn't get past Harris, you look at doing a fun fight over him Arlovsky. Hmm. I don't know how fun that would yeah. be for Arlovsky and his brain. Yeah, but it's more fun for over him for retirement. Yeah, or as we discussed there quickly. Uh, some sort of freak fight for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. crossover, divisional fight and out the door. Yeah, it's, makes sense. It's sort of a lose-lose situation because obviously the tragedy with the Harris family, mm-hmm. um, he will have lots of public support going in. Yeah, so like, I mean... If you batter him, it's... You kind of like, dude, come his on. daughter just died, leave yeah, him alone. exactly. Yeah. What sort of a man are you? Yeah. You should have let him give you a fucking horrible head. <laughs> exactly, well, yeah. Just to make him feel better. Although, I'm, I'm not making light of the guy who did that. Fuck him. I hope he rots in hell forever. Yeah. Well, so, he was caught, which is yeah. good. Yeah. The question, though, is... That's a quick turnaround see, for Harris. That's mm-hmm. what is, could we see Harris come in? Obviously, they say you got to fight with your, you know, your, your head, not your heart. Yeah. Could could we see him coming in maybe emotional, over emotional? Yeah, especially with the crowd. He will get a crowd reaction because of that. Yeah. There's no way around it. And fighting of like one of the biggest veterans in the game. Yeah, good luck coming in over emotional. Yeah, like Overeem's mm-hmm. not going to buy into that. No, at all. Um, it's a bit scary. Um, I do favor Overeem, but I mean, with that chin, and I mean Harris is a big boy. Yeah, and. Uh, 
there's a story there about Harris coming back and I was saying being, you know, it would be an emotional win if he gets it. But he, Harris is on the way up over him, looking to maintain. Yep. I don't know. You, you would think over him has the skills to, to stop Harris, but physicality, I think, is, is the issue there. Um, Luque, uh, Vincente, uh, Vincente. Vincente Luque, uh, fighting Randy Brown. Um, I think this is kind of makes sense for, for Luque, and it doesn't, in that obviously just got off that pretty one sided beatdown from Wonderboy. Was a great fight, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the thing is, that was obviously a big step up for Luque. Um, didn't go how he planned so makes sense that you maybe don't want to stay at that sort of level i mean if you look at the the welterweight division right now there's not a great deal of guys in and around there that i think would be a good matchup for him no yeah but i thought he at least probably deserved a ranked opponent chiesa luke would have been fun magni magni like we we keep bringing him up as like he's the guy we're like let's give him magni You could be horrible and you could do Dos Anjos, Luque. Be a fun fight. Based on Dos Anjos last yeah, I mean, like that's not a foregone conclusion. No, no. it's no, no, absolutely not. Um, and I think Luque, if he fought the right fight, it just seems like a big, a big step backwards going from Wonder Boy to Randy, Randy Brown. Brown. Yeah. You know, I mean, Luque still. Is Randy Brown even ranked? No, um, Luque's still hovering in, in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a step down. I mean, you could, there's so many people you could have had there. Jeff Neal, Gilbert Burns, Robbie, Robbie Lawler would have been a would have been a great mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, you could have had any of those guys in the, at least the top fifteen. You would the Lawler have fight makes more sense stylistically yes. as well. It makes more sense. It's yes. much better for the crowd. The crowd pleasing fight. All the, yeah. in fact, name a bad fight Robbie Lawler's been in. There's one. No. No. Well, well the same as Luke. Yeah, he's always entertaining. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you're right. They have both looked bad in defeat, but even in those fights, they're still. You've been entertained. That's that's the thing. Like I was thoroughly entertained when Woodley fought Lawler. Yeah, it was a brutal. Oh, no one does that to Lawler. No, does Sanders beat the piss out of him? He beat the piss Mm -hmm. out of him, but not like. No, I didn't starch him. Yeah, not like that. that. That was bad, but. You know, I I would favor Luke in that matchup. It's a but it's a big test for Randy Brown. It's a good chance for him. Yeah, again, Luke. Obviously, we don't know what sort of state he's in after the Thompson fight because sometimes a fight like that takes an awful lot more out of you psychologically than it does physically. You might recover physically, yeah, but the recovery psychologically is obviously going to be a, a factor in it, and it is a factor. I know people just gloss over that. Yeah, we're talking about obviously how healthy he is physically, but mentally after that sort of a or of a defeat, nobody recovers over that because there's going to be time in any fight where you start to lose your confidence, especially if the other guy gets on top. And if that starts to play a factor in his mind, that isn't going to play well out for him at all because you start to question yourself, you overthink things. What will happen if I do this? Just say the same thing happens again. And that is a factor. It's a huge, huge factor, I think, for combat sports professionals. And we don't, we look at how physically people recover. We're not thinking yeah. about how, how how long it takes to mentally recover from something like that. Well, that's, that's part of the reason why Mel and I, whenever we took our fights, we wanted to do them was, you know, we sort of felt a bit like, I mean, yes, we are ultimately a fan podcast, um, but, you know, we, we wanted to, to be able to have some sort of insight into that because, like, it is a massive part of it. And, like, quite often now, I find myself when I'm watching the UFC, 
like I'm lo- looking at them walking out, and I'm actually looking at like he looks really chill, he looks calm, or I'm thinking he looks nervous. No, but I've I've sort of on a tiny scale been in those shoes. Yeah, well, so it, I know you know when whenever you say a tiny scale, you have experienced the same emotions that they're experiencing. Yes, yeah. Okay, just because they're doing it in front of millions. It doesn't take away from the feeling. The feeling is exactly the, the same. same. Yeah. You know, and if you're fighting, I'm using the term, I'm using Clan Wars as an example. You're fighting for a Clan Wars title. That could be the same as somebody fighting for a UFC title. Because when, when will this person maybe get that opportunity again? You don't know. So, I mean, th- those emotions are the same emotions. They're just on a, on a, on a different show and on a different scale. True, true. Um, yeah, that I think that there's only one more fight that's been announced, um, which was Carla Esparza and Michelle Watterson. Um, it's, a, it's a good fight. I think it's a great fight. I saw it. I'm a big fan of Carla Esparza, actually. I think she's probably... I know she's slipping down now, um, yeah. and she's maybe not as up-to-date as some of the... Of, I suppose the Michelle Watterson's of the world, but I think that's a I think it's a good good level fight for her too, and I think it's yeah. a winnable fight. She's sort of the forgotten champion. Yeah. She was I the first. She was great, yeah. The first, the first I think she was. I thought she was tremendous. Cookie um, Monster, terrible nickname, but yeah. I suppose it's just unfortunate that uh, Joanna existed mm-hmm. after um, and still exists to this. And still exists to this day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sort of a. It's a good fight. They're funny because do we really see either of them making another run at the title? Like we just said, Joanna's still there. The same faces who have beat those two are all still hovering around. I don't around. ever see Esparza getting back to that. No. Uh, but I, I, I can make a case for Watterson. And the UFC will obviously make a case for Watterson. Yeah, but, it's uh, the same what they'll do for fans. Aren't, but, you know. I, think she, no, I think she's going. I think she's got one She's got one fight left in her contract and then she's going to clear I it off. But she'll be straight over to Bellator. With I think the, the UFC will sign her again. I think Pornhub will sign her. It's going that direction. It's disgraceful. I know, yeah. For her, yes. I, I don't blame her using, obviously, sex sales. And she's using her, know, her womanly but, charms to get... Yeah. But there's a limit. Like, you know, I think that we actually, ironically, me, my missus, and um, her sister were having this conversation the other day. So, hello, SJ. Um, we were talking about uh, the difference between Paige Van Zandt and Rachel Ostovich when it comes to this mm-hmm. sort of marketing, right? The difference is this, and this was them that, that sort of said, well, it was actually, uh, SJ said this, Mel's sister, where she was saying that, she's like, Rachel Ostrich will just put a bikini pick up and be like, this is me in a bikini. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you like it, you like it. Paige Van Zandt will be like, this is me on a treadmill. Here's my boobs. Do you yeah. know, it's like, mm-hmm. the, it's like fake you know, it's in, instead it's of just contrived. being like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, constructed it's instead of just being like, I'm going to get my tits out yeah. here to, to just her get and her some likes. Are Sickening. Most, are, yeah, the most irritating people ever. Like, he's, for all accounts, and what good. I've seen of him, he looks good. very good. He looks yeah, very good. Looks but really my good. God, they're so desperate to be famous on Instagram. Mm. That's kind of sad. Do you think it's him as well? Or do you think that it is? I think it's her. Totally I think her. oh, it's, I think she's the driving force, but like he's way too keen to jump in on those I, things. I think if you probably live with her and you're him, you don't have a choice. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> fill me on the treadmill for the fucking four hundredth time and with tits bouncing, please. It's yeah. just a shame because All like Paige. Paige Van Zandt initially came on the scene as this sort of all-American innocent girl. She actually had a chance to to become quite popular because when she initially started it was that sort of all-american you know 
pretty, nice, friendly, outgoing, and she, you know, she went to that was it Dancing with the Stars or something. Yeah, yeah she did something big. The, you know, the UFC had gold in their hands essentially, and then it just went wrong somewhere. Well, I think it just went she, wrong. She, I don't think you can be a high level fighter and want to have this alternative career at the well, same time. Ronda is the example of that. Yeah. Um, when you saw what happened to Rousey when she was dragged from pillar to post, films, everything that was thrust into her lap yeah. ultimately. By um, Dana. You. Um, <laughs> but you could see what the outcome of that was going to be. And similar yeah. with Connor. Connor's the same. Exactly the same thing happened with Connor. But a page, you can clearly see what the UFC were using her for. She's she's a female Sage Northcutt and literally Northcutt finished yeah. the UFC with a better record than she has in a minute and yet they're keeping her. Do you know who's actually a female Sage Northcutt? Have you seen his sister? Sister, yes. Yeah. Did you see there was a video of her like wheel kicking a bottle off the off like some punch bag <laughs> and it is very impressive. Oh, she literally looks exactly like Sage Northcutt. It's maybe it is him. Maybe. Just in a wig. Sagina mm-hmm. Northcutt. But they're like that. There's got to be a bit of inbreeding going on down there. Mm. Got to be. Um, anyway, we've somewhat digressed from what was supposed to be about Sparza and Waterson. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Waterson, uh, be interesting to see the FC bust out there. Did you know that Michelle Waterson is a mum and a fighter? Isn't that Content? shocking? Female know, right? has child. And another I know. amazing news, Water has been confirmed by scientists. And the disgraceful thing is, mm. someone listening to this might be like, she's a mum? No, not even that. Like, you sexist bastards. Yeah. Like, like, you Good. know. Like, yeah, well, good, and stop yeah. listening. It's not no, so don't stop listening. Yeah. Actually, do yeah. listen. Continue listening. I, I yeah. don't mind that like they bring it up, but it's like I'm pretty sure there's a pile of. Well, they don't talk about going. the male fighters having no. kids. Again, no. that that's one of the issues there. Then, and yes, don't stop listening because there's probably more sexist shit I'm going to come out with. <laughs> um, just because somebody. Genitals work. Congratulations, your genitals work, and you you also compete in combat sports. Mm. Yes, I, I I totally get where they're coming from. They're selling that wholesome narrative, but oh look, she can change to being a competitive and dangerous fighter. Look here, she is taking her kid to school. You know what? You're fucking supposed to do that. Yeah, well, you're supposed to love your kids, and you're supposed to take them to school and look after them. So yeah. just like because said, you they, fight, and what? They don't talk about the the male no fighters having kids that often. But they love this. They love the Volkanovski used to weigh three hundred and fifty pounds. Oh yeah, once Blago Ivanov was goodness. was stabbed in the heart. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Dominic was Cruz had that. you know ten surgeries. surgeries. Yeah. Like it's just the same. Like they hammer the same narrative, and it would be nice to see the UFC mix it up a bit in regards to that. But anyway, it is time for our dick of the day, John Jones. <laughs> always dick. They're a dick. They're a dick of the day. Our dick of the day today uh, is the judge uh, who was caught on his phone um, at the UFC 247 event uh, for approximately 30 seconds. Uh, He's also the judge that was scoring all over the place. what he has hell? been named and shamed. I just can't remember his name off the top of our head, but we should probably get that. Yeah, I'll get it now while, while, you, while you spiel about while the, Wax lyrical. Yeah, wax lyrical about this judge. But judging is now one of those things that's in the news all the time. And Joe Rogan's kind of getting on my tits about it a wee bit. But he called it a broken system. Yeah. Um, I don't see it being a broken system. It is a system that does need some sort of tuning, but it's not broken. Um, and yes, this wank puffin using his phone... And obviously not paying remote to Joe attention. Joe Solis. Or well, Joe Solis, you are a twat. 
he's the dick of the day. Yeah. But yeah. well, rightly so. I mean, you're taking into account people's livelihoods here. Um, so if you're more interested in updating Grinder or whatever he was doing, <laughs> um, then you need to hang your head in shame. Do you think that there's a chance that um, with the, like instead of an overhaul of the judging, because this is sort of how I feel, um, do you think there's a chance that they just maybe need a bit more clarity on what they're looking at? So, you know, because you've heard judges in the past, the famous ones, you know, leg kicks, don't win fights, etc., etc. Is there a chance that we just need clearer guidelines on what the score what is? What it is. I mean, a 10, a 10, a 10 line system or a 10 point must system works, but it doesn't work when everyone's scoring no, what effective um, attacks are differently. The, honestly, how I would do this is the judges wouldn't be in the arena. You watch it on a monitor. They're watching it on a monitor, and they are separated from the crowd. And with that, it takes away the emotion of that. Yeah. And it also gives them nothing else to concentrate on but the fight happening at hand, plus with a better view. Or do you give? Do you do that and then have like one cage side judge? But with, because would you, I'm sure there are probably things yeah. you miss not being cage side. But there's also stuff that you're going to miss being cage side. Because well, that's what I mean. If you, had, if you had a balance yeah. of, of the two. Um, and you could easily, what's wrong with texting in the score? What's wrong with remotely sending the score yeah. to somebody at cage side, an adjudicator or a commission member, rather than making that person an actual scoring judge? Or yeah. give the referee a score. Yeah. How about that? To do that in boxing, now you can, I say now, this has been a thing for a long period of time where boxing referees do also score the fight, but I yeah. think can be difficult. But in some cases it works because you're the closest to the action. You can hear the, the thud of the shot. You can see what damage is being caused sometimes more than a judge sitting at ringside or an armchair fan, you know, yeah. millions of miles away. But my, my view is you separate the judges. They're in little booths away from the noise, away from that, and you remotely send your scores and you don't, you remote your send your scores with whatever system you're watching the fight on yep. and you don't have a phone in the room. I think they should live score it as well. Yeah. I think corner and who fires. did that what you know what uh organization did that there is somebody who's done that as a, as a boxing organization did that was live it, scores was it bare knuckle uh i'm not 100 certain it might very well have been um but well, they definitely uh like if you're scored. going to a corner and you for a fact know mm. you're two rounds down rather than thinking it's close or i'm winning yeah you know it, it would change corner advice coaching and actually how the fight goes well we'll talk about this later at depth but i mean um Greg Jackson in the John Jones fight, yeah. he seemed to think that John Jones because he told him you need a finish. Yeah. You know, he he, yeah. he thought it was close. But you it's, know, it's so leaving it up to interpretation. I think that's the problem with all of this is that everyone's interpretation of it is different. Mm -hmm. Now, I also think that this is nearly a controversial take on this now that the judging isn't actually as bad overall no, I don't as think everyone it is, lets but I on. think somebody no. like Rogan is making great yeah. stock out of it. But I think it's, it's, it's not isolated incidents, but it's when it seems to vary a lot by which commission is, yes. is running yeah. it. Texas haven't exactly covered themselves in glory with this one. But, I but mean, you consider how many fights there actually are how many of them know, are you're, controversial you're decisions? Out maybe one, one out of fifty or whatever. And go, it's like re it's like bad referee stoppages. It's like the bad ones are bad. Yeah, but you know, there's also four hundred perfectly fine. Exactly, ones. but you're gonna pay. And again, I go back to Joe Rogan again because he's he's kind of fucked up a few things for me. He's changed a lot of a lot of the way that people discuss MMA, right? And he's now created the narrative that all the judges are dicks. There yeah. should be fifty thousand judges, and you fight in a basketball arena. He's also then decided to change the word sprawl to the word stuff, which gets up my fucking tits. 
And he's also decided to make up a word for a specific type of stamp kick that John Jones used and call it an oblique kick. Yeah. Now, for everybody who knows what an oblique is, it's a, it's it's a, a muscle. Hip, no, it's a muscle in your in your in your abdominal area. Yeah, it's like um, it's like those yeah. hip things, isn't so it? Like your it's it's maybe it's slightly further up and more to the side. But he is he has created this name for this kick, which is yeah. just known as a stamp kick throughout eternity. Um, and it's kind of now driven in. And, and I know Rogan has such a great, great voice in him. And, and I think he's great. But I do also think he needs to just maybe lay off the judges. And well, it's an extension stuff of like what that. you were saying with like uh, narratives around <coughs> fighters like Watterson and Ivanov. It happens a lot in his... And other commentators are guilty of it too, but I suppose he's most pre- prevalent because... Uh, you know, he's obviously been there the longest. Mm-hmm. And he's I, he's considered the voice of, of the UFC. But when he catches on to something or has an opinion live, you are going to hear about it yeah. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's got such a big reach as well. well that's it, yeah. Um, we'll For talk, such a short man. <laughs> I was going to say around. But we'll talk about it later um, because I think it influences uh, fans' viewpoints on fights as well. Uh, like... Well, obviously, with the the Jones Reyes fight and the score, and we'll talk about this. But um, like, I, I always make a point if it's a close fight to watch it without commentary yeah. as well. It's after watch after it with no fight. sound. I, yeah. I use an example of an old boxing fight, and it was Ricky Hatton against Eamon McGee. Mm-hmm. Um, Eamon McGee, I think, was the first guy to put Ricky Hatton down. Tricky southpaw from North Belfast, tough, tough man. And when he fought Hatton, um, Hatton got the decision. McGee said, watch the fight again, but this time don't watch it with any sound because everything that happened did, yeah. the crowd cheered, the roared. And that does play a factor in sways of mind. I watched the fight again, McGee won the fight all day. Yeah, You know, he did win the fight, but he didn't get the decision. Yeah. And I think what you said is, is 100% right there. Watch the fight again, turn the sound off, make your own decision. Yeah. So with the dick of the day being <coughs> Joe Solis, it's time for the dude of the day. Dude. Has to be James Christ stepping up twenty four hours notice fighting because you know he fights at Welter. Yeah. Um, was that at Welter? Was that middleweight he fought? He at? fought at middleweight, obviously Crazy. because he couldn't make weight. Yeah. You know, for well, it's not because he could make it. It was a middleweight fight, but uh, how did yeah. that get passed? By the way, in that amount of time. Well, the, because he was healthy. You know. I know, but I thought the whole point of like having the weigh in window was, you know, to stop. from a health perspective, wasn't but it, it? nobody mm-hmm. did weigh in. No, not within the allocated window that everyone else played in? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question, though. Like, obviously nothing bad went happened wrong, in this. Yeah. It went wrong, no. but, like, in, imagine something horrible had <laughs> happened. Okay, just, You'd just be like, well, he wasn't cleared in the same amount of time as everyone else. Yeah. You know? Is it really a that wise business decision to throw... You know, well, yeah, was it really essential to throw what, someone Was it in? essential oh, to have that fight? Yeah. And, that would be the, you know, the, the, the question there, but... 12 hours notice, but yeah, fair play to him. Massive cojones. Oh, for doing yeah. I thought he balls. won the fight. I actually gave him the, the decision. We're talking about judging again, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but I gave him the decision. I thought he won the second round as a 10-8. He lost the first convincingly, but it wasn't a 10-8. Um, he won the second, I give it a 10-8, and I give him the third. Yeah, with all the back control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just, he rude him like a pony. Yeah. Although I get, and he has to be applauded for having massive cojones and stepping up, but smart business move from his perspective. Maybe not. He was riding this like something like a seven fight mm. win streak going on. Yeah, but this. it doesn't really affect him in that way because he a can at least. Yeah, but yes, but he can like it's at middleweight. But my my point is, this wasn't. It wasn't like 
a title fight or a, a super no. high profile opponent when they look back through history they're just going to see a, a loss to uh what's his name trevin giles trevin giles, giles yeah. um who well we will see if he moves on to be anybody Decent. Decent fighter, actually. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Again, there's another narrative. Joe Rogan was talking about how great his boxing was. I didn't see that from him. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a guy who, is, who looked what I would say is a mid-level middleweight fighter in the UFC. Yeah. Didn't see anything special. Yes, he carries a bit of power, but again, he's fighting a guy who is usually a weight class below. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, true. Well, no. Um, I think with that we can safely get on to a quick recap of UFC 247 um, judges, judges, judges that was the, the theme of UFC 247 um, I suppose Lauren Murphy and Andrea Lee would have been a prime example of that um, no matter I, that for Lee, live. I think a lot of people did but even if you didn't I think that you can still question the scoring of yeah, it yeah. you know like there was definitely room for Again, maneuver with that. A, a room for improvement again, and I think it's what you guys and what we discuss all the time is that that there isn't a blueprint for that. There's no, no, no. map set out. There's not a, a way that anybody can just look up and say, "Oh, right, yeah, well, that's how this should be scored." It doesn't exist, and until that does exist, I just don't think the sport's old enough for it. Yeah, that's, that's, well, they're um, still figuring stuff out. That's it, you know. But the, the problem is, there seems to be a, a, a hesitancy to to say that, or mm. a hesitancy to to come out and, and address these things. And mm-hmm. I think it's because there was so much money involved in the, uh, you know, in the sale of the UFC. Because then, you know, if Dana were to come out and be like, yeah, we really need to address these things, you know, someone who's paid money for that company will be like, we paid you $4 billion yeah, and you haven't even figured it. out the judging, yeah. you know. But at the same time, that's just the natural progression of anything. You know, it, it mm. takes time to figure out the best course of action for ABCD, you know. Boxing has been around for centuries and centuries, but it took them, you know, till the, was it the eighteen hundreds to get the marks. Yeah, the marks of Queen's Queen's rules, and that, that was again born solely out of safety, solely out yeah. of safety. So yeah, so they, they need to do something about it. You know, Trevin Giles and James Christ, who we just spoke about. You know, that's another one where you could have questioned the result. So on to the main card: Derek Lewis, Ayla Latifi, um, dog shit fight. Yeah, yeah, surprised me though. I actually said in our podcast um, that I could see Derek Lewis just obliterating him early on. He should have done. Uh, he should have done. Um, Derek Lewis is actually starting to annoy me in that, like, more success ha- than he should have. Well, not even that. He's hilarious. He's like I was saying about Nate Diaz earlier. Take that personality out of there. Hmm. People would not be as forgiving. No. He has had his last fight was terrible. He got battered for fourteen minutes and fifty five seconds by Volkov. Mm-hmm. He looked heard in that fight bar kept trying to fly a knee and throwing switch kicks yeah Um, and and at least he now this sounds terrible but he is adding to his game and he was the one who was pushing the fight there's an argument to be made again that Latifi won the fight I don't think Latifi won the fight I think Derek Lewis did win the fight but Latifi has some fucking chin on him too he was caught close to three four really heavy shots and knees and it looked he looked reminds me of Ram Man out of He-Man but <laughs> he, so thick. yeah, that like, guy's an inch taller than me. They build him at five, five nine, or they build him at five ten, which is massive piles of shit. He is like five eight, five nine, um, five nine. I'm saying, inch taller than me at five best. Nine crazy. Um, and you could see that clearly because Derek Lewis's build height. You could see he was a foot and a half taller, and you're like, Easy. what the hell. I just wish Derek Lewis would fight the first minute of a fight like he did the last. Mm. Yeah, because he would have a much better career and everything more fun. (laughs) I just thought Latifi, he he just didn't, well, neither of them did a lot. No, Um, Latifi did nothing. He did nothing. 
based off the imperfect scoring system, which we've been talking about, mm. I probably would have awarded the fight to Latifi. Did no damage, but yep. if control is a factor, which is debatable, but as for now, that is, you know, a judging factor. Yep. He controlled him yep. for, you know, two-thirds of the entire fight. Yeah. I thought it was a tough break for Latifi, but, you know, it was that dull a fight. But also Latifi didn't look physically that good. No, he didn't. Um, he's, he's obviously he looked strong fl- as a it horse. sounds terrible, but, and I know he's a professional athlete, um, but he looked fleshy compared to what we have seen Latifi look before, yeah. where he looked solid and muscular. He kind of looked like he was carrying a wee bit of excess weight. His ass cheek was as, the size of the side of my house. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mursad Bektik and or Bektic and Dan Ige, and Dan Ige getting the the nod. Um, it's a close decision close fight, as good, well. I think, again, judges got it right. I think it was a good fight. So. Yeah. It was a very close fight. Um, we, we sort of said the podcast last week, so like that's a, a tough fight. Um, we both called Bekdic, but that was more of an experience thing, like, you know, like level of yeah. competition. Mm. But fair play to Ige. It was a close fight. He One, just has never seemed the same since Darren Elkins. The Bekdic had yeah. No. He's just no. not as confident on no. the feet anymore. But incidentally, Ige, you're going back to what people were talking about boxing, Ige boxing. looked great. Yeah. Looked really good. Real yeah. slick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juan Adams and Justin Taffa. I was very tempted to bet on this because Juan Adams was massively favoured by the bookies. Mm. Yeah. And, well, and, and they're fairness, both turd. Yeah, they're, they're both, both awful. Terrible. Well, yes, yes they are. But um, again, go back to what we, we discussed this off air. If those guys were 70 kilos, would they be in the UFC? UFC no? no, they wouldn't. So why not the fuck close. are you putting them in at heavyweight? I know, Just does that say that just get really, really fat and you're going to end up in the UFC? Kind I'm not of. saying those guys are out of shape. They're, they're definitely not. They're professional sportsmen. But yeah. ultimately, that isn't a fight for a UFC main Do, card. If you, if you no, put, not at all. If you'd I would have done a Clam Wars card. If I genuinely. Whatever, what is that, 50 or $60 for pay-per-view? Yeah. Imagine that's what you're getting for your money. No. Like it's just that, like that's a to that's me that's a regional fight. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's a yeah. regional fight, and I've seen it's not even a good one. No, I've seen far better heavyweight fights on local clamors. Yeah, by yeah. far. Like they need to cut Juan Adams. There's what he's zero and three, and has looked turd. Or feed him to Rose and strike, and then let him leave. <laughs> yeah, jeez, that would end it quick. Maybe um, we should keep guys like that around for like tune up fights. That's mm, a bit cruel. It's cruel. Very but, gladiatorial. But yeah. Throwing them to the Lions. Speaking mm. of chin-up fights, uh, we missed it in the news. I know we're jumping back now. Chris Weidman going back to middleweight. Yeah, I mean, it Speaking makes of sense. needing a chin-up fight. They he, need to retire. Yeah. Probably. The <clears throat> they'll probably just throw him in with, like, is he Romero loser? <laughs> yeah. But who's there for his, You know, that's... I mean, oh, he, needs, he needs a big step down. <clears throat> uh, Uriah Hall, Brad Tavares, Brad Tavares. Both of them. Yeah. Weidman, both, Tavares. Both beat him. I think both beat him. I'm think never confident. Tavares in, I'm decisions never confident him. in Uriah Hall. But it depends what Uriah turns up. That is true. That is true. Antonio Carlos Jr. would be a fun fight. Shoeface. Shoeface. That's a great nickname. I, here, incidentally, you did the nickname thing last week, yes, we which did, was brilliant. Yeah. We did. Was very, long, very good. Oh, yeah, you've been asking us about that for a long time. Because there's just so many Shoeface. What the fuck? Shoeface is great a great nickname. nickname. Well, speaking of which, what is your favourite nickname ever? Oh, that is a very... I do like Valent Bob Ross. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, I gotta admit that. But here's a question: You talked about uh, a minute ago if they weighed seventy kilos, would they be in mm-hmm. it? If he didn't have that nickname and that look, would he be in the UFC? I think he, I think he could. I'm yeah. starting to come around yeah. to him slightly. I still think he's. I not think he has be a long anything. way to. Oh go. yeah, he's got a long mm-hmm. way to go. But I think 
he's more likely to get to a level where I'd mm-hmm. be okay with. You it. listen to DC talk about him, says how good he is. Yeah. Like so, mm-hmm. I mean, like, there is that. I think he probably got there early. Yeah. yeah. But I think it looks like he'll develop into mm-hmm. something. No, I don't think he's ever going to be a title challenger, no. or, even or holder. But you know what? It's you one of those weird be. things. You don't have to be. To no, be no. Successful. I mean, it's a career. Not everybody yeah, can be think, the CEO in a company. No. You know. World um, needs ditch diggers. Exactly. <laughs> Caddyshack <laughs> reference there. But uh, I think you know, I do like him. I also, but a fucking great nickname. It is, it is a great us. nickname. I also like the, I do like Derek Lewis as one, although marginally racist if you're a white guy and you said because it kind of makes you sound like you're beast. insulting him. But he's, it's just so fitting and he's fucking terrifying. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. I also like. I love that. I just love how much he loves, like beating on men who've beaten on women. Oh, great. Long may it continue. Long, Long may it continue. Long may it continue. I want There's to see a TV series in there somewhere. Rumble Absolutely. Johnson. That is who he needs to fight. needs to fight Rumble. All Rumble Johnson's previous, you know, bullshit with women. I know. Why do we like him? And yet we. And you guys discussed this, but I was thinking the same thing. We kind of oh, forgive him. Just a bit of a salt. His head is so round. Yeah. A man with a head that round can't be threatening. No, how can he be so angry <laughs> yeah. uh, as he's beating the fuck out of his wife? I, I don't know whether he beat the fuck out of his wife. I'm just saying. Um, but I think him and Derek Lewis would be a, a, good fight. a great fight. So the co-main <coughs> event, Valentina Shevchenko against Caitlin Chikagian. Uh What I will say is Caitlin lasted longer than I thought she would. No, I, 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 I think on... My picks on topology, which by the way were absolutely terrible this year or this mm. week, I predicted the fourth round. So was it third? She got eventually done in. Just outclassed everywhere. She's just so fucking good. She is amazing. I, I want to see her and Nunez again. I don't yet. Why? I because I I'm sick of super fights. They've already fought twice. I mm, kind of like, there's no one else out there for Nunez. But I'm kind of just like. You know what just I want to see? Just, well, then just there's them, no one out there but, for either of but them. Then just let them batter people and start, you know, making big records. What, why not cross promote with a Japanese organization, Rising. or yeah. why not cross cross promote with Brave? Something where you're introducing new blood. Those divisions yeah. are it's a very Stagnant. tiny pool. Yeah. Um, Valentina, <clears throat> she did say obviously next. She's thinking Juju Calderwood. Um, that makes as, sense. As good as Jojo is, I don't want to see that fight because I like her. I don't want to see that I fight. I really like Jojo. You could see Valentina doing exactly the same thing there. Because Jojo's game is based solely around her stand-up. Yeah, yeah. And Having she said amazing. that, she's, she has become better rounded. I mean, she's had a couple of submission victories lately. But... You're just not close Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is, you know, she, will have, she now has serviceable groundwork, but that's not enough against There's Shevchenko. There's a different level of physicality with Shevchenko mm-hmm. not in that she's huge and jacked no. but there's just she has more fast twitch muscle fibre or something kick. yeah she just bounces on her toes she just looks different more athletic mm-hmm. than every other girl she's her been counter, in there with her counter strikes her counter strikes in that fight were excellent and I think it was Dominic Cruz was saying she's using her opponent's strike to gauge her range yeah which was quite a, a I actually like Dominic Cruz as a commentator. Yeah. Um, and that was quite an astute thing that he picked up on, which is very, very true. She was doing that because she was like taking little incremental movements forward and finishing on a kick as well. She was finishing in the first mm-hmm. round on low kicks. Great stuff. It's like, I always imagine landing low kicks like that. 
is like seeing the power bar go down in Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might be blocking a fireball, still taking power still off you. Yeah, off. yeah 100%. Um, <clears throat> That's something in the John Jones fight as well that I think was maybe missed by a few people. Um, the the amount of le- But the amount of crushing that John Jones... I hate the term check as well. That's bullshit. Yeah. If you've ever, in inverted commas, checked a kick, Sucks. I'm going to fucking tell you now, you're not checking anything apart from why my shin is so fucking sore yeah, after I that. a massive lump on my shin, which is just there forever now. <coughs> it is, is, that, is that from where we went, shin to shin? No, it's from literally years and years ago when I did like two sessions at MMA when I was like 18. I think we did leg kicks one time mm. and I checked a leg no, kick there's and no such I just have a, yeah. a permanent hematoma yeah uh, years and years ago when I was able to do Muay Thai when I say do Muay Thai wasn't I just went down and got beat up um, that was one of the things he talked about crushing a kick yeah. and it was to use your shin realistically as some sort of barrier of that smashing into your thigh um, <clears throat> or like and, lifting your leg well we say lifting your it. leg yes but there's also an element of force against force here yeah. and when literally there was guys like Jamie Crawford back there um, who now he's coaching Langham Muay Thai but the way he and things like guys like Joe Armstrong as well he's a coach up in FAI how they would angle their shin to meet your shin was yeah. awful absolutely awful well they said that uh, going back to Chris Weidman they planned stats <clears throat> yeah. uh, against Anderson Silva they came up with some obviously very Jersey nickname for, mm. for the defence but essentially, you know, they scouted that he was mm-hmm. going to go after him with the leg kicks and they used the defense of the strongest part just below the knee. Just below to, the knee, just yeah. Just to snap. But after that fight, Jamie messaged me and went, what are people getting so upset about? This happens all the time in Thai boxing. You'll be yeah. back in eight weeks. I'm like, fuck, I'd never eight be back weeks, again in my life. I've been in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Like, I, I've just given up. It's I never imagine looking at that again. Horrifying. I, I remember going and th- like the first time you throw a kick in the gym, just bulk everywhere after. Oh yeah, on your on your rehab, like hitting the bag, just just worrying. It's like it's all well. Obviously, it's a lot physical as well because your shins and now in two mm. bits. But I'd imagine the the mental hurdle you have to get over to start throwing that with any power. Uh, imagine what we discussed at the start of the podcast again about psychological damage to fighters. Yeah. You know, not just. The physical, yeah, the chin's fine. I can run. Oh look, I can kick a bag. Oh shit! Just say never somebody crushes this going kick back again. to that kicking game again. Real, like every Not so often, really. obviously fire one obviously, off, but they're the shot choice is a lot more safe. Yeah, like he'll only throw it if he knows. It's, I mean, would you've ever expected Weidman to do that? No, no, no. no. Horrible. Uh, John Jones, Dominic Reyes. Um, we will get on to this momentarily. So we have some questions, uh, and then we'll get on to John Jones and. Um, Marco Polo Reyes. Marco Polo Reyes yeah. <laughs> um, so Cassius Cam, it's uh, at Cassius under slash Cam 530. Uh, he messaged us last week and some questions, uh, seemed to enjoy the podcast, and did something that personally I'd like it if everybody did. He literally sent a lovely little tweet out just saying, you know, these guys make a cool podcast, basically. Check it out. And it's like, it's yeah. so simple to do, and yet. It helps us out massively. And so that is very helpful. Obviously, being now, I can say I'm a podcaster, so I get twat. But yeah. uh, that does help because it does help grow the audience. That's now to his followers as well as yours. So hundred percent, it's man. a nice thing to do. Very, Cassius Cam as well done. Yeah, very much appreciated. Incidentally, so, Cassius, listen to my podcast. Yes, do indeed. Uh, not another fight cast. Um, so he basically asked, with the competition closing in on June's at light heavyweight, you guys think he'll move to heavyweight immediately? 
business wise I'd imagine a loss at light heavyweight might hurt his stock prior to huge fights at heavyweight so we are going to get into John Jones at, 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 in length shortly um, but quickly with that I don't think we see him at heavyweight now I do I, I do he, I think he goes there next now. Yep. yep really I think that's yep. it now um, I don't think there's a I don't know if there's an appetite for Reyes very much I, I just I think, don't I think there is but I think like he was saying a loss at heavyweight doesn't damage his stock the same no. because he can go well I came up I give it a go I'm yeah. natural again 40 pounds um, I think after yeah. all the shit he talked about how he kills Stipe and he'd do whatever I think I think he I think that's planting the seed and I was thinking of before this fight um, that that's the that's sort of setting up the Stipe fight next. Yeah, I, but again, that depends on who wins between Stipe and DC. But they still haven't um, haven't confirmed that. I think that's going to be a. I, I think that has to happen. It has Could you to imagine happen. how fucked off you'd be if you're DC if Jones come in and stole your place. Yeah, and or is the UFC? And I know maybe I'm conspiracy theorist. Maybe the Earth's not flat. But are the UFC really looking to get? Jones to beat Stipe, and then the winner gets DC. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that'd be... And if that happens, you say imagine that happened around September time, you know? Big. That would be a monstrous fight. Huge. Because they're going to probably put Jones at heavyweight, I'd say, in International Fight Week. See, I just I just don't think that it's a good time for him to do it, because, well, for reasons we'll get into shortly, but I, I think it's a bad time for him to do it, to be honest. Um, I think that he gets beaten by quite a, quite a few of the guys mm. at heavyweight. I'm just, not so certain. I think they will be very careful who they put him with. I would I agree you, with that. I think you can absolutely forget seeing Jones versus Ngannou or something like no, that. No, first off, no. Shame. I think it'll be a Jones Olenek or something like that. I don't even, even think so. I think, I think they'll put him... I think the UFC are sitting on gold in that Stipe is beatable, but is still obviously a, a super yeah. threat to Jones. And... They have DC there as the other in the top two mm. who Jones has that, beaten twice. No, could be very different at heavyweight, but I think they will just if they're going to move him up, they'll just interject him into that into straight that away. Threesome. Yep. That unholy threesome that unholy of John threesome. Jones. The devil's three way. Yes. Next question. <laughs> so fuck hold on. I got to get that out of my mind. Stop <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> the next question was DC in a daisy God. <laughs> the next question was is Valentina the most well-rounded fighter in MMA yes yeah 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 mm -hmm. she didn't not showcase anything other she's, than she's being immense at, not at I suppose the only downs. thing which would, would damage that or the claim to that is that maybe the competition level is harder to gauge it against whereas someone I'm trying to think. Who would you say is the like the men's equivalent? The most well-rounded. Well-rounded. Probably John Jones. John Jones, sadly. John Jones. Mm. Wouldn't be someone... Like... Steepy's pretty well-rounded. So, yeah, Cejudo. Cejudo, yeah. Cejudo is another one. But Cejudo's sort of overall right. quality of opposition would be more well-rounded mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, that's true. I, I would definitely say... Shevchenko is the most well-rounded female fighter, hands yeah. down. Yeah, like, and that's including yeah. Alou Nunes has beat her. I think she's she's more rounded. More rounded. She's definitely got a, a greater skill set than yeah, absolutely by far. Um, and his last question was, "What do you think is in store for the winner of Felder versus Hooker, possibly Poirier or Gaethje?" Well, I would have mm. I would have agreed with that up until no, I think just announced Poirier. Gaethje's a possibility. I think Dustin has now. Yeah, he's after the money he's fights. Nearly, yeah, he's nearly you know, transcended into that. You know, like he's now no longer mm. 
just and, a just a regular contender yeah, anymore. And if he's going to welterweight, that's out of the question now. If he's going True. up, I don't think he's coming back down. No. And it's the same. Um, I think the winner of Hooker and Felder, um, barring a visit to the hospital, mm. it has to be Gagey next. Has to I be. think if it's Felder, it's Gagey for a sort of number one contender's mm-hmm. fight. I think Hooker would need another win or two. I think mm. the memory of Barboza absolutely destroying him is too, is too recent. What I don't think you could sell Hooker as a credible... But if he, if he, t- he comes out and absolutely demolishes Felder, one-round demolition he job... Could do. I think the problem is that despite how good Felder is and how we rate him, he's just still not really caught the public's imagination. No, and he's now more what people will remember Paul Felder for is for his commentary. And he he's, is superb. Yeah, he's, he yeah, is absolutely good. brilliant. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, I've met Paul Feller. I think I said before in the show, I've met Paul Feller. Massive. He is fucking gigantic. How does he make 155 pounds, 70 yeah. kilos? I do not know how this man makes that weight. He and really, really lovely human being. He's yeah. a very nice guy. That, I really like that fight. That is a great, fight, a great fight, though. Fight. And Dan Hooker apparently is equally as gigantic. Um, he's sort of... A lot leaner, l- yes, a bit of angular physique. Yeah, you can just tell he's one of those guys that no matter what he hits you with, it hurts. Yeah. So, uh, listener Ewan Lavender uh, at Lavender MMA, he's been listening for a long time. So, thanks again for the support as always, brother. He has asked, "Do you guys think Jones was on peds during his first title reign and not just a few pico- picograms?" Of course. Yes. Yeah. And um, he's fucking nuclear. And I think anything that he would have tested and probably melted. <laughs> the cup just... Yeah, whoosh. just literally melted. If it wasn't made of glass, it turned into glass. <laughs> <laughs> just crystallized. And him. then he said, I think people overlook the difficulty of multiple title defenses, especially now when fighters evolve so much. It's 100% true. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the one saving grace for Jones... Is that everybody was on it? It was, yeah. Literally, everyone he fought was. It was a wild west. You look at yeah. Vitor when he fought Vitor. Good Lord, uh, that was a, instantly a great fight. John Jones and Vitor, but um, the both of them and that people in the front five rows <coughs> of that fight yeah. would have popped. He's <laughs> like just <laughs> contact high, just, just testosterone in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, they were all on it back then. Mm-hmm. So, but you, you sort of. There are very, very few fighters. It's in hard the to UFC. give him a pass because, he, like you said, I think he was on everything. I think, he, yeah, of course he was. But uh, everyone else was, and it doesn't really diminish. Like steroids don't make you skilled. Very true. You I know, mean, uh, yeah. I think what people are missing out here is they think that I just injected this shit into my arm like Rocky Four. Yeah. I am automatically becoming amazing, and that's not how it works. Yeah. The most likelihood is that those guys are getting a better recovery time, yeah. and they're getting yeah. less yeah. injuries, or they're recovering quicker from a physical injury. It isn't the fact that their mental state is changing. Now, I believe that mental state would change with Vitor with the testosterone. We all know mm. what the male sex steroid hormone testosterone does to the human male body, and also the human male mind. So he would have definitely got something out of that. But I think they were all doing it. It was a wild west yeah. of steroids. And I think that John Jones, just because people don't really like him, is getting the bigger kick in the balls than well, the Vader Belfort. Yeah. That's why yeah. you just can't diminish his accomplishments. No, no. Like, it's no. ridiculous. The, the names he has beat back-to-back is just... Still the Machida one, who was, again, steroids. Yeah. Massively, massively using a massive oh, great deal of gear. Um, so you think of the people that he put away, and yet... I mean, is his title run... I know he lost the title mm-hmm. in the middle, but like that, the run of names, the most impressive compared to, say, Anderson's or GSP's. By far, yeah. yeah. But he is turning into GSP. We Absolutely. He's turning GSP, into GSP would be the only one close. I don't think Anderson's run name-wise. I just don't think... hindsight carries... Yeah. I think Anderson consistently beat them more impressively mm-hmm. all the way through, whereas, like you said, 
Jones is now fighting not to lose. Fighting not to especially lose. Especially since the whole USADA thing, since he's come back, mm-hmm. it's a different guy. I wonder when he does go to heavyweight, will that change? Will he have to start maybe up in the game we've been trying to put people away? I think he'll have to. Mm. Um, and GSP's run, he, he never... <laughs> I was supposed to say he never destroyed anybody. He absolutely dismantled people technically. Mm-hmm. Like, he gave them no chance. Cost check, for yeah, example. Yeah, he didn't, you know, leave people broken no. afterwards. But, like, he so soundly beat them. It's just It was, like, a different sort of victory. But I always think that Jones, if you look at the names and the length of time, I put out a tweet uh, after the fight that, like, whether you love him or hate him, he's beaten all different sizes of fighters all different speciality mm-hmm. fighters. He's beaten grapplers, he's beaten strikers, he's beaten mm-hmm. all-rounders, and he's beaten them all across three generations yep. of challengers, and it's he's still at impressive. the top. You remember he fought Stefan Bonner? The, he, was the, he was the underdog in that fight. Yeah. It's crazy. I just showed you how long ago that was. So the Combat Hub, at Combat Hub Real, um, who we've actually been interacting with quite a lot, he's a cool guy, um, he asks... Do either Aldo or Romero deserve their title shots? If yes, why? In short, for me, both no. I'm a Romero fan, so I'm going to say yes. I'm a Romero fan. I think he was robbed twice. So, but, that, but, but you can't, you can't just overwrite the result because by that logic, like it's similar to what the UFC have done with Aldo, which is bullshit mm. too. Well, I don't gone, think Aldo deserves his title shot, but I do think Romero does, and I would literally probably give birth if Romero wins that. If Adesanya versus Romero was wrong, I don't want to be right. It probably be right. Yeah, that is true. Like, I mean, I'm I'm happy for the the fight, and I will of course watch it. But I, I think thought it's, you would have boycotted it and absolutely disgusted. I made the argument with you before that you could argue that although he has one and four, he also missed one, weight one twice. Three, though. Yes, that's the big sticker with me is that he's missed weight. But you could very easily argue that he's won all the fights he's lost. Yeah, and his last fight as well, where he, he didn't, in inverted commas, he didn't get the decision. Yeah. He didn't He didn't lose that fight either. He didn't uh, perhaps perhaps not. But like I said earlier, history will... See them as losses and that's it. They'll be marked down yeah. as a loss and against him. And I the think, problem is, the only other credible challenger, and for whatever reason, the UFC have ignored it, is Jared Cannonier. Everyone else mm-hmm. is injured, unavailable, or booked up. Yeah. And Romero is the best choice. Essentially, Can't. well, Romero and Costa was a number one contender mm-hmm. fight, which... Went to a split decision. Yep. So, I think it's a great fight. I yeah, I'm just too psyched about it happening. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think Aldo deserves his title shot though. Um, no, I don't think he does. It's I a think fun he, fight though, and I think he's a fucking horrific matchup. In I some think ways. it's yeah. for, he's, I think Cejudo's taking the, the the more difficult fight. I think he could. Yes. Despite neither of them deserving it, you could see both of those guys winning. You could make an argument that history is on Aldo's side, because Marlon Moraes doesn't really have that. You know historical value that people will go. Oh, Marlon's fighting Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, yeah. Marlon and Henry sound like two guys in a bowling team in America. <laughs> I can see them talk to Mel about bowling. He's he's balls deep in bowling. I can, I can see thing. them. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see them in their shirts and all. I you went know, in the other day and he was literally watching watching like ESPN bowling. bowling. I'm really tempted to go join the league. Really? Oh yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. You imagine how fast you could throw that ball. Yeah. Would you get a bowling ball to fit your hand? Absolutely. No, no, I'd get a custom one. I'd get something like in it as well. The glass. Like the glass from one. Kingpin. Yeah, you seen Kingpin? Yeah, Kingpin's a great one shirt. One of those dope polo shirts. You get one for the frying pan and the other in the pressure cooker. Marlon. This is my bowl in there. There's a giant cloud of shit. Get out. We've got to get out of here. There's a giant cloud of shit. That film is so underrated. It's the bit where he's sitting, the Amish guy's sitting on the. 
in the urinal taking a shit, take a shit backwards and he's like hmm five hundred yeah five hundred dollars yeah. british bulldog one, one test- testicle you'd think for that kind of money you get, get two, two <laughs> testicles <laughs> such a good film but yeah oh fuck i love bowling it's gonna be a new thing eventually i'm just gonna branch off a little mm. just the woman in that yeah. the woman in that film was like you know everyone has the like coming of age mm. where they remember oh the teenage the woman oh, well, like yeah. the, they were first a bit like oh she makes me feel funny you know because i was like maybe 11 or 12 Maybe yeah. not even when I watched that. And I like, yeah, I used to I used to enjoy her very much. I like Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> With his long hair. <laughs> Been confused ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good Have you film. seen him recently? Like he no. is off the deep end. Well, he's just aged horrendously. No, he got in some cult or something. Yeah, some crazy legal trouble. He's like seeking asylum in Canada and they've tried to force him out. And you know, you, he's got some crazy hippie wife and it's all, the shit has hit the fan. Things broken. He'd be oh doing a fucking, what do you call that guy? Uh, oh, he's, I can see his face now. He was in two, what do you call that? Face off film. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Cage. He'll go full Nick Cage. Full Nick Cage. So, let's get on to the John Jones and Reyes fight then. So, super super close can I start with saying the amount of outrage online and people calling it a robbery it is a close fight is not a robbery true true it could have been a robbery either way right oh no but a a robbery to me is a clear fight say Mm -hmm. someone wins obviously three rounds and they lose a decision Johnny Hendricks GSP yeah that is a that's a robbery but a close fight either way is not. No, it's not. I didn't think that was a robbery. Um, and I also scored the fight for John Jones. As much as... And everybody yes. knows, if you listen to this podcast, listen to our podcast, I give John Jones a terrific amount oh, of yeah, shit. Oh, none of us are. Not a John yeah. Jones fan. No. No. But again, you can't argue with... I, he won the fight. I give live Reyes the first two and Jones the last three. That's how I scored it. And then re-watching it without commentary or the crowd... Mm. The second is also up for debate. Yeah, the first. At the time, I thought 49 46 Jones was outrageous. Mm-hmm. But I can sort of see. You could it now. definitely make an argument for that. And the first 20 seconds or 30 seconds of round two is what people are talking about. After yeah. that, it was all Jones. Yeah. He controlled the distance. He didn't, and they were talking about, oh, he hasn't thrown as many strikes. But really, his strikes were much, much more effective. I also hate this relying on pure stats as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like, when they, because the only one they kept bringing up was like total strikes. Mm-hmm. And it was just the five rounds we're going to. And there was about, every single round, there was about a differential of four to five mm-hmm. either way. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. No. I could land four pity patty jabs mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, it doesn't make up for if you hit me with one clean hook yeah it's just John Alec had a real erection for that um, yeah he kept on kept going back talking on. about the numbers oh the he's, numbers, he's so catching he's, up to him now closing the gap it's, yeah. like, it's not a race no because yeah. one John Jones round kick to the dome yeah. the fight finishes likewise one straight left from Reyes landing clean the fight finishes so I thought for all the talk on the way up to it and I thought it was getting a bit ridiculous because considering they both are super athletes that Reyes kept referring to that his game plan to beat him was athleticism. Yeah. I think Reyes threw this fight away. Really? In that he took the foot off the pedal, whether that was intentional mm. uh, or he just couldn't maintain that pace the mm. whole way through. I if he think- had a kept up the first round pace, yeah. he would have won. I don't think he could keep up that pace. I don't, think that, I don't think that's, I don't think it's possible. We said it on our show as well that there's this narrative in American sport that you've thrown a, 
odd shaped ball around a field so you're automatically an awesome fighter yeah that is massive piles of shit and that is being every time oh he played for the Houston I don't know Timberwolves or Houston something buttholes. I don't yeah it doesn't make him a good fighter you know no. what the components of being a combat athlete are still they're, they're, they can there's a vein of it running through yes there's certain elements of strength physicality they all exist but just because you threw a ball around or caught a ball or you more paths around it doesn't mean that this is going to be he was saying he went but there's this old footage of John Jones trying to dunk a basketball and mm -hmm. he can't so I was like I don't care if he mm -hmm. can dunk a basketball you know there's elite athletes I don't think elite athlete just covers all bases. If no. you say you're an elite athlete, you can't do everything. You're not going to go and win the Tour de France. Well, it's like, is Mo Farah an elite athlete? Yeah, but yeah, is he going to dunk a basketball? No, are you going to put Mo Farah with John Jones? <laughs> yeah. Or he's going to play defensive line. Yeah, whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, or tight know. end. Tight it end, sounds yeah. very creepy to me. <laughs> but I, I think that... Like Jones is a super athlete as well. You yeah, can't they both, diminish it. You get to that level, at pinnacle, that conical of sport at any level. You yeah. are seeing two of some of the most conditioned and best athletes on planet Earth. As I said, like top 1% of the 100%. percent It's yeah. amazing. People so, just miss out that it's specialised yes, super athletes. Yes, you have now honed this, these specifics. I like taken here a specific set of skills yeah. to be able to do what you're doing. And now, just because he thought athleticism was going to be his key and... No. And I would argue that Jones's athleticism actually won him the fight because he could keep doing what he was doing from minute one to minute 25. Jones looked like he was getting fitter as the fight went on. Yeah. Round three, I could see a, a marked difference in output, a marked difference in control, in movement, in awareness, in ability. And I think also Jones' skill level was evident. You saw it earlier. Jones took his legs away mm -hmm. systematically. Yeah. There's a few really big leg kicks, which the commentary team... They picked up on a few of them, mm -hmm. but it was a few which just got passed over. Yeah, and that's, that's just the nature of the beast. I suppose yeah. you're sitting cage. That could watching. be why the pace. For Reyes, but the thing for me is like I had it scored one and two for Reyes, three, four, and five for Jones. With the third being, I could like I wouldn't have been pissed off at no. either outcome in the third. Um, but I definitely think, and like anybody that's listening to this podcast, as you said, and they they know that I. I really like John Jones might be my least favorite fighter on the roster. Personally, per yeah, yeah, but like personally, <laughs> but he can fight. Yeah, and the problem is that there's too many people who are in my shoes with that, but are like, oh, he got beat then. You know, they're just completely it's biased towards very like Mayweather because he's such a yeah. piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Oh well, he got hit. Oh, I was close that yeah, time. Yeah, the ten times. I, I, there was a brilliant thing, and I know we're digressing ever so slightly. It was a brilliant thing before Connor fought Floyd, and there was some YouTube dude had put out this thing that 10 times Mayweather got rocked. I was like, in 50 fights. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. 50 fights. And even then, you're, you're really the reaching level like, yeah. and, I mean, you're going back once. as far as Shane Mosley. I was going to say, that Miguel Mosley's the only like, time I can come really on. And you're like, oh, isn't this amazing? Look, he's vulnerable. 50 fights unbeaten. No, he's not vulnerable. No. 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 I mean, somebody's hit him once but yeah. every five fights. Jeez. Well, the question is, what's next for Jones? I mean, we talked earlier on in the podcast about a jaunt up to heavyweight. Is that what we see next? Do we see them run Reyes back again? I think this was too close for comfort. Hmm. And I think he'll, he'll get the big heavyweight fight. I th Don't be surprised if in a week or two's time, 
John Jones's team make a statement. Mm. We beat him comfortably. We went back and lost it. We're fine with it. Yeah. He'll have to, you know, if they want to do it, he'll have to earn his way back. There's nothing wrong with that. It's well, there kind of is. There kind of is in that, like, if you're... They very, very rarely give a challenger an immediate rematch. Give DC. Well, I suppose, no, the DC mm. one was different DC because was he champ. wasn't the challenger. Yeah. He was the champ. Um, but also, in that respect as well, think how Jones performs in rematches. Oh, he'll figure, he'll figure it out. <laughs> so, uh, taking that rematch for Reyes mightn't be the best thing just yet. I know the money factor. Yeah, there's is, a financial factor involved in that, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's the best move for him as Was a, that as a Reyes' fighter. best chance? Has it now been a month? Unless John Jones, John Jones leaves and goes to heavyweight? Yes. No, no I mean, if he fights if he Jones fight, again. No, John, Jones, Jones buries him. him. Yeah, um, but I think that if Jones goes to heavyweight, then it's the Wild West at light heavyweight. Who, that's true. Who do you see him against that heavyweight? It's either Stipe or DC. I think that's the only options. Rosenstrike. I, I, I would genuinely love to see mm-hmm. him against Rosenstrike's the Nganu's, the Overeem's. Gan, uh, but I think I think Cyril we're, Gan, we're yeah. on bar, not borrowed time with Jones. I just don't think he's going to stick around as long. He as says people. 10 years. He said, like, I'll see you in 10 years. So he's 32 now. So you imagine him in maybe 10 years' time still competing. Yeah. I can't see it. I don't think he's got no. the longevity of a silver. I, I think, think there will be another implosion at some point. I think he... Either whether it's DC or Stipe, if he is to win either of those fights, he's not coming out the same. It's going to be ridiculously tough, and that will essentially shorten his career further. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're all in agreement that Jones won. Yes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah. I'm empathetic to people. You can, who, of course, who, anybody can make an argument. And honestly, if the judges had called it for Reyes, you wouldn't have been disappointed. No, no. But I think I'm more irritated by the outrage mm-hmm. the full yeah. outrage yeah. of all these people he going, was robbed yeah. you know, like not we, a robbery I was going back and forth with people all night on mm-hmm. Twitter afterwards and, you know you're blind if you see it that way it was the biggest robbery no if, it was a close fight it, it was that's it and you point, rightly pointed out a close fight isn't a robbery a close no. fight's just a decision Yeah. you know how many times have you seen a split decision we talked about Valentino losing split decisions yeah. and you're like does anybody whinging about that are you going to go back and call that a robbery you're mm-hmm. not you know, it's like the Matt Hamill. There's this narrative that John Jones has never lost a fight. He lost to Matt Hamill. That's it. He yeah. lost the fight. It's now being marked, as you can see now, as a no contest. It wasn't a no contest. He lost by disqualification. That's the, 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 uh, the one of the DC fights got changed to the yes, contest. Yes, but he. he well, they're just opinion, they're completely glossing. Yeah, over they're glossing the, over yeah. the Matt Hamill fight. Um, and he he was, in my opinion, rightly disqualified. He was warned about it. And he did it again. And not yeah. only that, there's another thing about this fight. You talked about it in an iPoke video you put out mm-hmm. on YouTube. Jones was being called every single time the fingers came out you could hear the ref every time John fingers in fingers 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 mm. and a couple of times he did stretch the hands out towards the face but they were pulled back very quickly there was it was it a heavyweight fight earlier on in the in the UFC where the guys constantly had the fingers out did you see it was, this it was uh, Taffa and Adams yeah, yeah. The, yeah uh, he was and, at Jackson's as well yes and because mm. I can't remember if it was Anik or Cruz was like, oh, they surely couldn't be coaching it there. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. they are. They That's... are. And Jones makes a wee joke about it, sure, in his own video. He talked yeah. about, oh, sometimes eye pokes happen, yeah. especially when you're like trying well, to the, dig at their brain. The start sure. of that video that I that I put out on YouTube, and you can find it on our channel by searching Apple Media or eye pokes in MMA. Um, John Jones was like, he basically said, he was like, oh, you know, sometimes I poke them in the eye. You know, it's massively illegal, but I just, I still do it. Hmm. 
And it's just like, that's such a scumbag thing to say. Yeah. Like, Similarly, you know. to, in my opinion, to that knee kick, I despise that. I know it's legal. I know it's legal. Fucking it's a bit like different. Worked, worked a treat. <clears throat> it did. And I, I think that we talked about the leg kicks. In fact, he crushed some leg kicks in that as well. Yeah. He actually went to, and you don't really see it much out of Jones, the traditional Muay Thai leg mm. kick. And he finished a couple of combinations and really like dug it into the thigh. Yeah, it wasn't the, the calf kick. No, he did throw calf kicks. But yeah. as you said, the traditional sort of thigh Absolutely his legs brutal. are that long and thin. That oh, just hard. Oh, just so did did anybody see the the Winkle John pad video with him? Which one? It, it's terrible. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know what's going on. It, In John what Jones, way? It's just an awful pad video. Um, Winkle John just dancing around strangely, and it looks so bad for such a great coach. Clearly yeah. a great coach, but it's it's an awful video. And I was thinking, please don't. If, if this is what you're putting out. I hope you're doing this on purpose. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. probably is going, they are. Oh my God, this guy's fucking terrible. Is this yeah. actual joke? He thinks this is good, you know, and then behind the scenes, he's obviously much, much better than yeah. what he put out. I think that's what that was. He's playing a game. I'll give mad credit to Reyes, who I severely underrated. So did I. Criminally yeah, underrated the We were at the that. London card where he, I still maintain he lost to... Uh, Ostermere. Ostermere. Did yeah. lose that fight. He did. And... If not someone, a robbery. If someone had told decision. me, yeah. not a robbery. Close decision. True. If someone had told me that night, that's the guy who's going to give Jones his toughest fight or closest fight mm-hmm. since Gus. Gus, yeah. Um, I would have thought you were. We, were, we crack. were talking about yeah. this the other day, and I think the problem for Jones is he has looked beatable recently, uh, like a run mm. of looking beatable. Now he has still won, and that ultimately is all that matters. He has found ways to to win, even when the chips were down. People, sorry, just the, while I just popped in my head, and and you were talking about previous fights. People need to shut the hell up. T- Santos did not beat Jones. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. People but was, are going, it was, oh, he's, he's essentially on a two fight losing streak. But, it was close. Yeah. Santos had his moments. Jones won that fight. It was close. Yes. It was closer More so than anyone than predicted. But the problem is, and this is where I think that Jones looks really bad, is that's Thiago Santos. Look at the list of people that John Jones has. Mm-hmm wiped the floor with you know you would expect or or we should i suppose because of track record we should expect john jones to deal with that in a much more efficient manner i think it shouldn't be that close after the fight and that now unfortunately we have an unrealistic expectation of what he can do to everyone yeah post shadow but it's just the game is catching up. Like he has been on top for ten years. You just can't be on top forever. It's, no, you can't. You can't be. People you, are catching up. People are going to catch up to him, and we're see, we are seeing it. You are seeing it. Um, I use the analogy here of the four minute mile. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody thought this could be done, but when it was done, then other guys and girls did it. So you're seeing the similar thing here with John Jones. People don't think that somebody can be so dominant, and when they are so dominant, they're held in this massive pedestal for so long. And yeah. now, when people are climbing up to, to meet them, they're going like, "Oh, he's not as good as he was." Yeah. No, these people are just getting better. Getting better. They're getting. They're finding yeah. a way to get up. And I think if Jones goes to heavyweight, you might see a different version of John Jones. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier that he's essentially turned into what GSP did. Yeah. Look at this week's UFC event, and that's the dogs going crazy. Yeah, she really is. She's very, very bizarre by you now on DC. No, well, she's she's female after all. Well, that's help, it. That's it. She I obviously know. has a thing for the uh, the bold Cross man. species appeal. Well, <laughs> species appeal. 
So um, it was at that point I knew Andy was a dangerous man. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> that point I resolved never to leave my dog alone. Yeah. So we're, there's not a great deal to talk about when it comes to this card in terms of prelims. John Dodson's fight Nathaniel Wood, which is a great fight. Yeah. That um, could be fight of the card. Oh, 100%. Um, could also be John Dodson's last. I, he has looked odd. Sometimes he looks great. Sometimes he looks like he just can't be bothered. Do you know what it mm. is? I think stylistically, he... There's just certain guys that he just beats with that movement, and there's just guys that he doesn't. I don't think he's any better or any worse than he's ever been, if that makes sense. I just think he has no evolution in his game, and his style... Just some guys get beaten by it, and some guys don't. Yeah, that's that. He always looks incredibly happy too. He's, he's challenged for the title life. a couple of. T- it must be a weird spot if you challenged a couple of times and come up short yeah. because then you are just going through motions. I'm just looking at his record here. The people he's lost to, there is no shame in losing to. No, no. Mm. Peter Yan, Jimmy Rivera, Marlon Moraes, John Lineker, and Mighty Mouse twice. The Yan one was close. Mm. Yeah. Those are his only losses. And I think the movement maybe is what gave Jan problems because if you watch yeah. his last fight against Favor, Favor didn't really move all that no, much. No, and Jan just, just beat the bag. shit out of him. That was, but that's a brutal. big. That's a big. And uh, he got a new contract apparently. Favor. Yes, we were talking. about We it. did a little video on Ridiculous. that. It's well. What What do you think of it? I think it's stupid. I think it's crazy. Now I, I don't know why yeah. he's doing it to himself. Like the guys, like a year younger than me. What is what has he got left to prove? I think he's one nothing. of these guys who's retired and went can't let the balloon go. Yeah, I've got nothing really else going on. I mean, yeah. apparently he does. Oh, but business owner, a couple of different businesses well, like yeah. a juice bar. Mm-hmm. He has his gym. He has his other fighters. Um, so I don't know why you're putting yourself through that. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just something that he needs in life. I, I just can't see the reasoning Talking behind about it. Want to fight TJ when he comes back? I would no. I would be fucking no. all over that. Completely all over that fight with TJ. You imagine the narrative of that. The back and forth, the leaving the gym, it's all true. this shit with Dwayne Ludwig. It's, just, it's been that long. It's just I think you could dr- it again. I think you could dredge that up happily. I think. I mean, then you have Garbrandt. They have the Garbrandt situation. Garbrandt's yep. coming back now again. Uh, I think that that's just, that's a fight to make. Faber will be fifty six years old by the yeah. time TJ. He's back. getting out of his relator, yeah. getting off his relator to climb in to get <laughs> to crack a hip on the way in. I shouldn't make fun of people with hip problems. I'm waiting for him down to the cage in his cryo sleep yeah. chamber. <laughs> just a head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like family guys or is it uh, sorry Futurama, Futurama yeah, the head stuck ahead <laughs> so uh, my prediction for that uh, is actually I think I think Dodson will win mm. I think Dodson win I would like, I'd like Nathaniel, Nathaniel Wood because some new blood in the division mm-hmm. I think I think he's great um, he is we saw him fight in London he looked fantastic looked mm-hmm. amazing he's very very um, good in London that time logical fights the step up in competition John Dodson is I mean, he's trouble for anybody who isn't a top fiver. Mm. So if you can get past him, you're absolutely in the mix. Tim Means back after that nasty knockout as well. So mm. good to see him back. Jim Miller fighting Scott Holtzman. Ray Borg fighting again. Um, Casey Kenny's fighting. It's not the most exciting card yeah. I've ever seen. The main card has a handful of good fights. So we'll get on to about that. Lightweight, this is actually potential for most fun fight um, oh, yeah. on the card. Lando Venada and Yancy Medeiros. Lando Venada's great. Very entertaining. Hasn't always got the decisions or hasn't always come away with the wins, but you can't not be entertained. Yancy Medeiros, exactly the same. Probably closest to ever beaten Tony Venada. That was a brilliant fight. Yeah, dropped him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was, was really short notice as well, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, he I, hasn't really come on from that. I think no, we all had high like hopes peak. for him. Seems to be a bit of a mental thing, though. Like, yeah. he seems to have all of the assets to 
to win, but just just can't just climb that hurdle. Can't, no. mm-hmm. like, it's great like name something like Holden well. Bat it is. Yeah, Land it's like awesome a star, star yeah, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, great name. Um, He's Jackson's as well. Yancey Medeiros though is is good everywhere. The only thing I'd say about Yancey Medeiros, I always look at his stand up and I always think it's a bit loose. He has that weird loose style, languid hand low, a bit brawly. Yeah, and I think that unfortunately he could get taken advantage of by somebody who's a wee bit more slicker. I think the only thing which plays in the Medeiros with this is that yeah. Fanata will take crazy risks. Yeah. So yes. Hopefully, uh, it becomes just a mad firefight. Mm-hmm. Oh, it will. Just it spinning everything will. and. Um, Diego Sanchez, Michael. Pereira, or Pereira, Michelle Pereira. Yeah, I can, that that has got first round the, knockout yeah, death written all over it. But yeah. or, and you know, conversely to that, Pereira basically just blowing his bolt and lying there with Sanchez on top of him, crushing I, him. I would ninety percent of the time, I with this, if we were anybody but Diego Sanchez, I would agree with you. But Diego yeah. Sanchez, I I don't think he can survive five. Even even if you give. Michel Pereira, even if you give him, say he's got the first round, mm. I don't think that Sanchez can take it, all he needs. It, it, I, I liken this to an Ngannou fight in a way, in that Sanchez's chin is so questionable at this stage, and Pereira hits so hard for that division, and Sanchez is small for that division, that it's like that he just needs one. Pereira and was and fighting, I think he'll get it. Mm-hmm. Pereira was fighting a light heavyweight in Asia. How the like, fuck he's making well, welterweight? We know well, obviously we know, how he's making welterweight he's because there's it. no hydration test and there's no. yeah. a great deal of of the sort of checks and balances around how people are making weight. Yeah, I uh, just worry for Diego Sanchez and on every level. I worry for Diego Sanchez. Mm. That dude is crazy. Yes. See, he's now like he doesn't have a gym. He's got that one like yoga instructor who's his teacher or teaches him everything. No, he's he's not a fight coach. He's like a life coach. Oh dear. It's basically it's, a doula for men. Yeah, it's it's an absolute nightmare. It's a disaster waiting to happen. Fair play to him for still being in the UFC. Totally, but also some people, we've had this, how many times we're going to debate this, people need to be protected from themselves, and he's one of them. Oh, he is walking CTE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to need to be protected from themselves. I thought as well he just got a suspension, but it was obviously retroactive. No, no I think it was a retro, retroactive suspension. It was three months again for Austrian attempted yeah. supplement, so... Yeah, oh, no, we're seeing that, like, I mean, is it that Sean O'Malley was Austrian as well, mm-hmm. you know? And it, do you know what? It's one of those things, isn't it, with Austrian? It's like, just let them take it. Just let it. them take it. Yeah, it's it's not the, that the thing with it, well, it, it literally is just like a steroid. I mean, there's different also, controls but, but, yes, on Austrian, even in the United Kingdom. But it's not. Even though no, it is, it has no. similar effects. Well, but, it has but, probably equal effects, but it doesn't cause any sort of uh, long-term damage that we know of yet. Yeah. Um, but Austrian, I've used it. As I said before, I used Austrian. I got absolutely amazing results from it. But Yeah, I'm tempted. Um, these, uh, the places these people are buying their supplements from, you know, you need to probably make more look at that. Um, these things are made in a big vat oh, somewhere. Come on. I, being, I, I yeah. believe in tainted supplements. Yes, but I, I do. I totally. Don't, I don't believe that that's um, what's happened. To no, everybody. no. I don't think every. It's just what, just a co- terrible coincidence that Fuck, all these high level fighters. Did you buy yours that shop too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Did like, you? Did you like, are they scooping it out of the vat or what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. With the Austrian tub, or, or maybe maybe it's the other way around. It's like yeah. they're specifically. Do you run that under the tap before you switched it over? No, I made forgot. The tap of Austrian. Yes. I loved in the embedded and it was like the most Derek Lewis thing ever to see this Novitsky came over to him and he's giving him this sheet it's an info sheet and he's like right if you take any supplements you need to make sure you take supplements from mm. these guys because these are guys that we've approved and mm. checked and whatever and he's like do you take any supplements Derek and Derek just went no 
<laughs> it's nah. like that is amazing yeah like the super high level competition he's like I don't even nah, take protein mate yeah he, he doesn't need it nah yeah. he's just he's a freak when they he? said they introduced him to water I was like <laughs> what the fuck did he and not I know drink water mean, no no what they meant well, it was a terrible way they, they told the story um but they meant they introduced him to using water as a cardiovascular aid, i.e. swimming or water jogging. Oh, um, but okay. they said, well, we, we, we've introduced water this time. And I was like, as opposed to what? <laughs> like whiskey? Or what, the, what were you using before? Just Mountain Dew. Yeah. Like so the, we're, we're all in agreement then that Santu was... Yeah. Well, well, you sort of... I, I, I can see him there. Yeah. But, but, um, unless Pereira shoots his bolt and just lies flat on his back, yeah. I, I can see Sanchez losing. We picked Sanchez when people have been writing him off before, but that yeah. was against Mickey Gall and Craig White. And yeah. no offence to those gentlemen. We money on those fights. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not anywhere near as dangerous. But Pereira is that unpredictable that he could, you know, it's not inconceivable no. that he comes out, does some mad shit. But it's also not inconceivable that he comes out now and fights like a normal person. True. True. I uh, wonder what he's like on the ground because Diego Sanchez is fairly handy. Mm. Yeah, but it's getting him there. It's getting him there. He's so dynamic. And, and well, you just hope that he maybe massive. does like a backflip off the cage and yeah. slips. Could do. Could do. Um, the main event, Corey Anderson and Jan Blachowicz. Um, Rematch. I, I favour Blachowicz. Yeah. Is this the most unexciting number one contenders fight ever? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I favorite like, Blackwoods, but then it is a number one contenders fight. But is anyone psyched about seeing Jones or, or well, I suppose if Jones moves up, Reyes fighting um, Anderson or no, Blackwoods? No, no, not really. I, I think Blackwoods will take a fight. He's been on a tear. He looks very good, but I'm just not excited. It was you. It was you told me. Absolutely destroyed the myth that Blackwoods was a knockout yeah, puncher. Yeah, he, we were talking about this one day, and he went, "He's you know, but you know, he's got a bit of power." And I was like, "Based on what?" And he was like, you know, well, rock hold. And I was like, and what? Yeah, rock What hold. else? That's it. And there's this myth, like, I will bring up his record now. And I was like, he has literally knocked like out one, no one. one no, he's no. had, like, I think he's got, like, two knockouts in his entire career or yeah. something like that. I will bring it up now. Jan Blachowicz. He has six knockouts in 33 matches, right? But that was, let's see. What are the names of but the knockouts? That's exactly what I was going to say is. So one of them was in KSW against... No, hold on. That was a knockout. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find it. Yeah, so he TKO'd Daniel Tabera Never heard KSW of KSW 14 in 2010. He KO'd Julio Brutus, which is a great name. It's a great name. KSW 13 in 2009, it looks like. So it was everything pre- And two, two KO wins uh, in 2007. So, so everything four pre- out of the six were yeah. at least nearly 10, 10 years, years ago. Yeah. And then his he won against Luke Rockhold by KO, and then you have to go back to his win against Ayiri Latifi, which was actually a body kick. Yeah, um, and that was in two thousand and fourteen. So you know, I mean, obviously any guy that size is going to hit fucking hard. Yeah, but, but he's not other guys that size. Yeah, that's but, the thing. But it's he's not, also not got that. You know, people I think got it in their head after the Rockhold fight that that's what know, he the does level of power he has. Well, no. People started throwing the Polish power. About mm. and it's like oh, a bit good of narrative, a, but a bit of alliteration, yeah, but twig not, on, not but, really true. No, no, not at all. Um, Corey Anderson just lost out on. Well, he had an opportunity to to really move up and essentially maneuver himself past this into a title shot, but blew it with that uh, post-fight interview after knocking out Johnny yeah. Walker. Just he was playing the sort of Woodley character, and yeah, just, he just went bitter. 
You're like, yeah. all right, okay, now I don't want to see you succeed. I think, I think <laughs> if you're that way inclined, you have the belt, you can be better as you, like, sell yourself. Also, I'm going to get a picture up here. He has the worst steroid gyno nips I've yes. ever Sorry, seen. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think maybe that's from a, a younger age. Um, Could be. But I'm skeptical. I've got my mm. skeptical hippo eyes on him. Hmm. Those things are dangerous. Yes, I've seen that. They're very odd. But I, I don't know if I ever want to see it again, though. I don't think I do. It'll be like that triumvirate of, <laughs> <laughs> of the, the Stipe, DC, John Jones again. Bad boys. Yeah, no, that, no I never never need to see that. Ref again. should be warning to tuck them in, just like Is fingers. He pokes people with him. <laughs> just, you can imagine him having like top mount and just one just slowly but surely oh. brushing against your lip. Oh. Get me out of here. Go, oh, yeah. I'm just top. I might. I might. I might. Cycling in the teeth of Corey Anderson for a submission. What they nearly look like they've got what, an independent movement. What would you call that submission, though? There's something. Feeding the baby. Be the teddy twister. <laughs> Feeding the baby. Oh, what the. the what would it be? Yeah, the latch. To, the latch. Oh, that's a great name for yeah. it. Like a breastfeeding term. Like, well, you should you should be familiar with all this. Having recently had a, a baby and breastfeeding, and myself, breastfeeding yeah. yourself, you know what yeah. it would be it's like? tough. It would be like the mandible claw oh. <laughs> under the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> you call it the man nipple claw. Oh, fuck. Gross, gross. Anyway, uh, I think that about wraps us up. So, as always, um, thank you for joining us. The best thing that you can do to help us out is to tag a friend, share, like, subscribe, anything like that. It's free. It takes. 30 seconds of your time but it really helps us out if you're interested in supporting the channel you can head over to patreon.com forward slash super mma which is how we were able to actually upgrade our microphone so we do use it to help bring you a better product uh, of course you can find us on youtube at youtube.com forward slash well actually search for polka media we don't have the custom no, do, URL. do we we'll have to look into well, that yeah we'll have to look into that but um you can find us on youtube by searching at polka media uh, you can find us on Facebook at Superad MMA Show. No, Superad MMA. Yep. And then at Superad MMA Show on Twitter. Um, so thank you very much, guys. Andy, is there anything that you want to shout out before you go? Yeah, just a, again, a shameless plug for our own podcast. We um, uploaded this morning, I think it probably came out. So if you have uh, us subscribed to, you'll get it. It's just Phil and I breaking down some of the shows that are going to make their way to the shores of Ireland coming up here. We did touch a wee bit on the UFC, but we all know now we've, we've gone into that a lot deeper here. So give that a, a listen, a like, and subscribe as well. And also look out. Um, we have some guests coming up uh, for the Non-Other Fightcast show. My brother said Johnny coming on um, this week and hopefully get that out sometime at the end of the week. Um, we have other bigger guests lined, uh, some big guests lined up to say bigger guests. Johnny's quite a big dude too. <laughs> so uh, some big guests lined up as well, which we're really, really happy about. So look, thanks again for having me on. No, no problem. It's been Anytime. a pleasure as always. Thanks very much. And uh, until next week, guys, peace.